We up, nigga. Yeah, <laughs> the nigga, the nigga could have been a senator, bro. Like something, bro. Like when he first dropped, I was like, "Hey, man, Kevin Samuels is uh, I don't know." But as time progressed, I was like, "You know what? Hey, <laughs> you <laughs> might be on to something." And hindsight is clarity, right? So <laughs> I went back and watched some of his stuff today. That nigga was on point. <laughs> the nigga yeah. was on point, bro. Because he wasn't simping for men and he wasn't simping for women. He was just like, what are you asking out of life? Bro, it's, it's such a simple, good question. What are you asking out of life that you're not putting back into it? That's what the nigga was saying. He's, at, he's holding women accountable. He's holding men accountable. He's asking women, how you want a nigga with six figures and you work at... IHOP. What are you talking about? You're not good enough for that nigga. And there lies the problem, Dennis. There lies the problem. Women who work at IHOP, no disrespect to them, because you still, hey, you come, you come over here and get some of this purchasing cop. <laughs> Women who work at IHOP, Burger King, Mickey D's, and other substitute teachers and all that stuff, they feel like they should have a man that's a football player. And everything is about scamming and, and, and ramming because of the Deshaun Watson news that recently came out. I don't know if you've seen it, but mm. the depositions are out. And um, most of the women were lying, sir. Which is why Deshaun Watson was never criminally charged. I say give that man his money back. Straight up, hey, go yeah. it's gonna be a per. This is gonna be a pretty short one. No, oh, yeah, turn me up. <laughs> it's gonna be short. Like my interest, uh, back at WWE. Because we we'll talk over. about we gonna talk about that too. Yeah, I'm over. All right, where you boys at, man? Let's get it going. Fuck it. Let's get let me get the energy up in the room. No static podcast episode 226. I am Dennis, your host. Jax is here. Back from a car accident with a hurt leg, but I'm still in the bed. What's up? What? <laughs> oh man. So that's you want to kind of get into that being, you know, the whole thing about last week's episode. Cause I didn't want to like, you know, I didn't want to just put it out there like that. But yeah, you kind of wanted to, you know, break that down. Nah, man, I was riding with my boy, um, coming from practice, uh, basketball, because y'all know I be coaching my ass off, and uh, we was at the stoplight, and we had the green light. We go through the green light, nigga just didn't stop at the green light, <laughs> and wound me, and this was on Wednesday. Um, I was in my homeboy car, we was, we was in his wheel. And um, yeah, man, his car is total. Luckily, nobody was harmed, even the person who was driving through. But the person who was driving through, um, they seem incoherent to me. And I'm not sure if they were intoxicated or not, but they just ran through the red light. Um, we were pretty much, like I said, safe. Um, my homeboy hurt his neck a little bit. My knee is fucked up, y'all. But I'm alive. And after Two weeks, three weeks ago, riding with my daughter and her best friend and seeing a man get hit by a car and barely survive to coming and getting hit by a car from a stoplight, 
I'll take a fucked up knee instead of dead. So there's that. Straight up. Yeah. Listen, just glad glad you can be here in the moment, you know? Yeah, man. Somebody got to hold it down, bro. Because um, goodness knows I wanted to talk about that ugly ass belt last week. <laughs> <laughs> nah, listen, that. Ew. Oh, we 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 gonna we gonna get to it. We gonna get to it. Yeah, let's um, go. Let's start with let's start with the the passing of Jerry Springer. So as we get older in life, right? Our foundation tends to crumble. I just read an article, right? And the article was saying that we're the first generation to not get more conservative as we get older, right? Mm -hmm. So it's real interesting. I know y'all like, what What is this nigga Jazz talking about right now? We talking about Jerry Springer. Hear me out. So every generation previous to us were more liberal as they were younger, and as they got older, they got more conservative. We're the first generation to get become liberal as youngsters and stay liberal. And the reason why I brought that up in the passing of Jerry Springer is shows like Jerry Springer growing up is the reason why. And I say that because it exposed you to things that our parents, grandparents and stuff, as they were growing up, they weren't exposed to that. A lot of people think about this, Dennis. A lot of people, first trans person they ever seen was probably on Jerry Springer. First time they ever seen some kind of weird love triangle, Jerry Springer. Yep. First, you know, so all of all of that stuff got exposed on Jerry Springer, and it basically and it was daytime television. You ain't have to sneak up like um, BT. What's the BT joint man that used to come on at night play the videos and stuff? The uncut joint. Yeah, it wasn't sneak laid up like BT uncut here in Jacksonville. That mother used to be on eleven o'clock in the morning. Yep, like every dramatic <laughs> moment or anything or any like fights or anything like that. Like you couldn't go nowhere without saying Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. Right. Like he was the, like he was the. I don't know if founding father is the word, but yeah, like, iconic one of the OG. television person. Yeah, OG. And then um, shout out to what Jerry Springer has done as a human being. A lot of humans would aspire to reach the levels that Jerry has reached. Mayor of Cincinnati, judge, uh, multinational TV show host, one of the most high-grossing syndicated TV shows of all time. Also, um, helping out other people like Steve Wilkes and all these different dudes who he helped get on because of Jerry Springer. And it's just, you know, it's just... I, I and, and, oh, and I want to give him credit because I remember I'm old enough that I remember when Jerry Springer wasn't a fight TV talk show. When when Jerry Springer was actually like, oh, they're actually doing like journalism, like how Geraldo's show used to be. That's how Jerry Springer used to be. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, shout out to Jerry Springer, man, and. Shout out to us millennials as uh, we get into the realm of where the, the people we grew up with start passing away, like how our parents seen Andy Griffin die. Imagine how that must have felt for them. You feel me? So 
or Harry Belafonte just passed away. Yep. You know what I mean? That's more of our parents' type of joint or vibe. But Jerry Springer is definitely one of the ones from our era, man. And it, 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 for me, I was like, damn, you know, I wasn't overly sad or nothing like that. But I was just like, damn, that's crazy. Right. But, bro, yeah. you got to you gotta think, bro, Jerry Springer, like when you, like, take a step back from it, bro, is arguably a pioneer or a forefather of ratchet culture as we know it today. Yep. Yeah. And not yeah. only that, like when you think about the when you think about the Mount Rushmore of, of sick days, it's Jerry mm-hmm. up there. is on there. Mari yeah, is on there. Also Bob Barker is on there. And I, think I was don't know who, who would be the fourth. Fam, like, I was just about to say that, bro. Like, it's crazy to me that Jerry outlived Maury. I mean, uh, Maury outlived Jerry. Yeah, because Maury is 80 something. Jerry, yeah, bro, listen. 79. Maury has, bro, Maury has been a, a DNA test reading skeleton for the last 13 years. Maury Povich is in phenomenal health. He's married to Connie Chong. And he, so, like, he got all the uh, Asian remedies. He's, he's Maury Povich is going to live for a while. Um, I want to go back to what Dennis was saying real quick. When you say the, um, the, um, the Mount Rushmore sick days. Sick days. Jerry, Bob Barker, Moy Povich, and for our generation, you got to put face, bro, from Nick Jr. of that bitch. Fucking face, bro. Hey, I didn't even think about face. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Oh, okay, so check me out. Check me out. Check me out. And and probably Jack's a little bit more than Dennis. We'll we'll feel this. For the for the sake for the sake of not getting emails and making sure we get one female in there, is it going to be Jenny Jones or Ricky Lake? See, but here's my thing. I feel mm. like they didn't stand the test of time, Coop, because I thought about Jenny Jones and Ricky Lake and Jerry Springer. Jerry Springer is so much more prevalent and significant, and so is Maury. More, but think about this: the status of that type of talk show no longer exists outside of the realms of Maury Povich and Jerry Springer. Oh, yeah. Bro, let's Back see. in the day, a talk show with a studio audience like Oprah had and um, uh, Donahue and Sally nah, Jesse Raphael. Bro, bro listen. They, them, them two, them niggas, them niggas Mac and PC that shit. Yeah. They, 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 they that shit dead outside of them, bro. The genre bro. of show is dead. My People name, don't even I, watch that no more. Bro, I be telling people, bro, you remember, remember, remember compacts and e-machines and all those? No, nah, nigga, now it's either you got either, my nigga, it's Mac <laughs> or it's PC, my nigga. And that's exactly what them niggas did to the game. Yeah. So, so, you know, but yeah, I, 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 you know, shout out to Jerry, man. I will say this real quick before we move on to the next thing. I asked y'all boys a question because I thought about this when Jerry Springer died because it's a very... Pop culture-wise, is a very iconic figure. However, I didn't feel like sad beyond the fact of like, damn, Jerry Springer died, right? Who is the next person, any level from anywhere, if they pass away, you're going to be like, damn, man, and it's going to hurt you? Snoop. Snoop, that's a good one. Dennis, what you got? Uh... Mm, like just in any like it could be anybody, man. I'm talking about when they pass away, you're gonna be sad, bro. You might cry. 
Because I'll give you what I'll give you the last person that made everybody feel like that. Um, and I would say Prince, but it was hit or miss with Prince, Michael Jackson. Bro, when Michael Jackson died, everybody remember where mm-hmm. they was at when they found out Michael Jackson died. Like, what? Michael Jackson died? Holy shit. You know what I mean? I was in Walmart, by the yeah. way, buying lasagna. You know what, bro? Real right, bro? Straight up, Jordan. When Jordan passed, bro, I'm going to be. Whoo. Like, that's a, that's like, I know most niggas won't be that way, bro, but I know I will be, bro, because. Oh, you know what? You saying Jordan just made me think, bro, because I've been disrespectful. The last person that 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 felt like that was Kobe. Yeah. Yeah. When yeah, Kobe, Kobe died, I was hard. like, oh, my God, man. And then when you found out his daughter was in there, I cried. I ain't going to lie to you. Niggas, man, okay, yeah. nigga. I'm gonna say this, and these, and I know these are all gonna be sports dudes, but for at least for me, I just said Jordan, nigga. When Magic go, nigga, I'm gonna be tore up when Magic go. Uh, real rap, niggas act like act like they won't be, nigga. But Bron, if I'm if I'm around long enough to see Bron go, nigga, that's gonna be crazy to me. Yeah, bro, Shaq, um, Shaq is also on that list for me. Yeah, Shaq. Shaq is on that list. Real rap, bro. Real rap. Pacquiao, uh, fucking uh, Floyd. What you gonna call it? Um, uh, my nigga. When we start losing like the real, like our, like our generation's comedians. When I start seeing like Martin Lawrence, Chris Rock, dumb cats go, that's just gonna be crazy. Yeah, Steve Harvey. Yeah, yeah. like Steve. See, up there, Steve Harvey's unlikable. I think everybody will be shocked, but Steve Harvey's unlikable. I ain't shedding no tears for Steve. Now that don't mean I want him to die or nothing like that. I, I it would be a tragedy. Like it my would nigga, be a tragedy. The, but I'm just saying he's day, very unlikable. My nigga, the day I hear Dave Chappelle going, nigga, I'm gonna be like, whoa, nigga. Dennis, who you got, bro? Uh oof. Cause y'all y'all definitely said a good amount of them. And it's crazy because when we think about it, like a lot of these be a lot of these people definitely are like in their fifties and sixties. Sixties, like, yeah. We just did like when when Jamie Foxx had that stroke and we didn't get to talk about it, but like yeah. fifty five. Jamie Foxx almost sixty. That's great. My mom just turned sixty on Wednesday, so that put in perspective. Jamie Foxx is five years younger than my mom. That's yes. crazy. Yeah, that's crazy, man. I saw a video um of of Key Sweat dancing on stage, and he's sixty one. Yeah, Key Sweat's up there. Bobby Brown's getting old. Um, yeah, we we up there, man. I would say this, man, and we haven't said it, and I'm gonna tell y'all right now, bro. I'm gonna cry, Obama. Yeah, yeah, bro. I'm gonna cry, bro. I'm a boohoo cry, bro. Because I don't think, regardless of all the, the, the back and forth and Obama did and this and Obama did that and all that, at the end of yeah, the day... Yeah, my nigga, we, that was a milestone in our history. Come on, bro. At the end of the day, Obama is one of the greatest black men to ever live, and we got to experience and participate in his greatness. Think about that, bro. Like, I don't know if y'all was old enough, but I was old enough to vote for Obama twice. Yeah. You feel yeah. me? We got to participate in Obama's greatness, bro. My grandma was right. born in 1915, y'all boys. Think about what I'm about to tell you now. My grandma was born in 1915, and she died in 2017. That means she lived through Woodrow Wilson, 
who was one of the most racist. He screened Birth of a Nation, which is a KKK film at the White House. She was alive. She was five years old when the Birth of the Nation was playing at the White House. And she got to vote for the black man who took over the White House, bro. Twice. That's that's to me when Obama died, bro. Um, whoo. Yeah. Also, I don't think, um, Eddie Murphy is on that list. As Eddie well. Murphy's uh, definitely way up there, way up there, bro, way up there. Yeah, you're right, you're right. But I, I think, man, for all the celebrities, because if you think, and this is why, oh, I, 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 this is why I brought up Obama, right? Because when we named it, and I'm not saying none of the people we named is invalid, because of course they are. But notice, 99 percent of the people we named were involved in either sports. Or entertainment. As Malcolm X said, when you want to make a leader for the Negro, why is he always a sports or entertainer person? We got doctors, we got lawyers, we got this, we got that, right? To me, that's what Obama represents. Obama represents the fact of we're not just entertainers. We're not just athletes. You feel me? Because if you if now if I said name somebody that's not an entertainer that would hurt you and you can't say Obama, we'll be here all day trying to think of somebody. Oh, God. that's why Obama's so powerful. Okay. You better not say okay. Tim Scott, I'll curse your ass out. <laughs> no, bro. It's, it's, I, well, you know what, bro? I got an honorable mention. Something, well, it, it's already gone, but like a real nigga, I cried when it left, my nigga. When this, when this shit died. Nigga, rest in peace to Chicken Coop, nigga. <laughs> Duval, I love you. But rest in peace to Chicken Coop, nigga. Because I remember, nigga. I remember. I just want to point out, bro. I have never been able to find a Chicken Coop wing again. It was something nigga, you about never the Chicken Coop wing that it was crispy on the outside, juicy on the inside, heavily sauced, but not soggy. Heavily, let me let me repeat that like I'm Dr. Umar. Heavily sauced, but not soggy. Heavily sauced, but not soggy. Heavily sauced, but not soggy. But not why, soggy. Why, why do Umar do that, Dennis? Why, why do, do the niggas? Do <laughs> why do the niggas say the same thing like three, four times? You ever notice that? He be like, he be like, shout out to my Pan African brothers. Shout out to my Pan African brothers. Shout out to my Pan African brothers. What the fuck, Umar doing, man? <laughs> what if we find out that he do that because he secretly just Mike Jones in a in a costume like on Men in Black? I'm I'm almost one hundred percent because although I love Umar, he is a grifter. He's a grifter, and if you want to write an email to me or send a letter, send it straight to me. We can have that argument, but Umar's a grifter, and I think it has something to do with speech. Um, it's kind of like being a preacher. Or whatever, because mm -hmm. I feel like preachers are grifters too, and um, I feel like it has something to do with speech, like re repeating verbally something that you want to emphasize in a mo multiplicity, so that the brain picks up on it. So I can say nineteen thousand things, but if I say, you know, inertia is a property of matter, inertia is a property of matter. Inertia is a property of matter. And I emphasize that. You're going to know by the end of the conversation that inertia is a property of matter. Yep. You know? <laughs> that is one way to get his point across. <laughs> while we, and I think this is the perfect segue while we are talking about um, just what because we did mention comedians, and I think this is a good time to get into this as well. Um, it's an op-ed that came out recently, and we ain't got to, I ain't going to, I'm not going to like 
read the whole thing per se, but I'll kind of like try to make it as short as possible. Um, I didn't watch them. I didn't watch the Monique comedy special on Netflix. Yeah, me either. I haven't. I, I didn't even know she came out with with the um with the Netflix. I have, but I plan to. You said you have. I said I have not, but I plan to. Okay. And I, I kind of do want to. I kind of do want to watch it just for the simple fact of no, because here's the thing, bro. And I and, and thinkers will feel me on this one, nigga. Despite how I might feel about her decisions, what she's done, you know, shit like that. My nigga, it don't change that she has the talent and the skill of comedy. And I want to see if that shit gonna be good. <laughs> yep. I think the point of this op-ed was it was saying that um the the special proved that Black Gen X comedy is dead. Now, before I go any further, when you think about when you think about like black gen black gen X comedy, who we've gotten, who we've seen as of recent, who's recently, you know, put or released stand-up specials, do we think that there's any validity to that? I actually was gonna come and say I actually think it's a hundred percent accurate. But I think yeah, that I was... go, ahead. go ahead, Jack. Oh, well, no, I, was go, go ahead, say, bro. I was gonna say I think that black Gen X, a lot of stuff is dead. If you look at their because comedy is based on culture. I know I say that all the time when we talk about comedy. Mm-hmm. Comedy is based on culture, and black Gen X culture is something that us as millennials we're turning away from. We ain't fucking with it because black Gen X culture is uber conservative. Is uber anti-black, believe it or not, and that's one thing that Gen Xers don't want to talk about. Yeah. But it's is mad. Gen X grew up. Gen X is the generation of black women and men who grew up hating themselves, and that's that's where the real problem comes from. Um, but yeah, I think it's dead. I think the op-ed might be accurate, bro. Gen X, I don't even think they give a shit about comedy anymore. Ain't nobody laughing at their jokes. They're gay jokes. If you think about what Gen X comedy was, most of the jokes was like anti-queer. They were either you're too black, you're too white type things. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, Ain't no daddies in the home. Black people so poor. We not with none of that shit, Dennis. Yep. They said that Um, I think it was Eddie Griffin that he was kind of doing he was kind of doing shows like through you know he was on a tour or something like that and i heard somebody say they went to his, went to his show and they said that like it was very much like everything was homophobic crossing the line like that real like it took a like a hard left with kind of just how he was speaking about things, you would think that it was like, you know, the early 2000s with the way. Talking to your uncle. So here, and this is going to be like, legit, like, how, they're not wrong in what they said because it is accurate. And it's accurate because of all the things we just said, but it's also accurate for one other thing. We have learned, remember, how many times have y'all heard me say that we're we're a, a society of people that only knows what they don't like? Mm. here's the thing no one can actually tell you what is going to constitute a good stand-up special because here's the thing no one in this day and age can go to a comedy special and go from the beginning to the end of it without having a cringe moment or feeling offended at some point and because of that 
the thing that does unfortunately make us turn away from from comedy is also the thing that might be why we need to keep it around. We've always we've always said that the, the advantage of stand up comedy, the beauty of stand up comedy, is that it becomes the duty of these people to essentially look at society, hold up a mirror to it, and yeah, it's funny, but to kind of make you face what you are. The truth of the matter is, we're in the society right now where we can look back and say how much we hate what we used to be, but we're not willing to look at ourselves right now to be able to say, yo, I kind of also hate who we who we've become. And comedy is supposed to comedy is particularly stand-up comedy did that. It was one of the few things in society that did that. And once you lose the ability to hold to make society look in their mirror, it's gonna suffer. Yeah, you're right. A lot of those jokes that from, from back in the day are mad homophobic. They like and they and honestly, they they really are more so probably what we would understand and more what me and Jacks would call from back in the day black exploitation. But it was also an advantage of, of that. It was also a way that, hey, listen, yeah, I'm I'm profiting off of this shit. Yeah, I'm making jokes about this shit. But I also live in a day at a time where my voice is reaching people that otherwise wouldn't be aware that these things happen to us. And this that, that give and take with it is kind of I, I feel like I, I feel like I'm one of those people that still that that mourns st- stand up comedy and what it's still trying to stay alive as. Because it's hard, it's really hard. Speaking of which, shout out John Mulaney for coming back, coming back to the stage. I was happy he, I got the, he, he got his special out. I'm gonna watch that too. Yeah, it's just one of those things, man. I just feel like comedy is very cultural, very specific. Comedy has been around since ancient times. The thought of a jester or a court comedian to make the king laugh has always been a thing. So, um, and what people don't realize is, um, and I watched a movie called The Northman. It's a very good movie. I don't know if y'all boys see yeah, it. It's, 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 really good, it's really good. Yeah, it's a really good film. Great film. And um, the king of that Scandinavian uh, people or whatever, when he come back or whatever, his brother like get pissed because it's a fucking jester in the court and he's making jokes about the king and shit that the king not doing like yeah you went to war but we didn't hear starving type shit so the brothers stand up and he like I'll kill this motherfucker he talking about you and the king like chill out he just joking and shit it's comedy you feel me and I, yeah. even though that even though that movie's not about comedy I felt like that was very awesome that they put that in there as a person with a history major as a history major that is truly how comedy is. It's yeah. always been a, a, a society's look at itself, um, laughing at itself. And um, to Dennis's, excuse me, guys, to Dennis's point about Eddie Griffin, which actually surprised me because I always felt like Eddie Griffin was more of a progressive cop comedian back in the day. But nevertheless, to the point about Eddie Griffin or any of these other guys or whatever, society changes and ebbs and flows and regardless of what people want to think about society niggas not with the shits no more because I'm going to tell you I know we've had this conversation on here before I'm not with a nigga sitting in my face and making a joke about queer people my daughter is gay 
Period. Ain't no debate. Ain't no thoughts about it. Blah, 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 blah. All that shit, fun and games until they talking about your loved one. You want to sit up there? If your son's gay, if your son's gay to all the fathers, if your son's gay and you love your son, do you want to sit up there and have jokes and hear jokes about a nigga talking about your son, how he going to go to hell, how he a, he a punk, how he this, how he that, when you know your son's a man and you love your son? When you wear that shit? Yep. So either get with the times or get the fuck on. That's just how it is. And I think that's like the problem is just like a lot of it is a sure. lack of being able to get with the times. Like we even talked about when we talked about the when we talked about the Marlin stand up, like what he said about, you know, the, the black father. Right. Uh, kind of the how Chris Rock special went and everything like everything just has a sense of feeling of feeling, you know, very dated in terms of the subject matter like it was a time when this may have been you know the thing to talk about this may have been the time when it was okay you know it was except socially acceptable acceptable right to make this joke I ain't gonna say cool but you know people didn't people didn't have as much of a problem and people wouldn't exactly get the backlash that they would get you know if they said about the half of those things in present day yeah. And at the end of the day, bro, they're going to we, we're in a society where that's just it's, we're, we're beyond that. And the points of all that is it's over. It's a wrap, bro. Like it's dead. And I'm OK with that. But for everybody that's not OK, you know, like I know with Tank, he get triggered on certain words like patriarchy or toxic masculinity or whatever. Bro, I have no vestiges towards these old harboring whatever the hell kind of shit going on with people. I don't care. And, and, and that's, and that's, that's word is bond. Like, I don't care, bro. Like I'm not here for any of those old mechanisms because at the end of the day, bro, at one point in time and black people really don't like to have this debate or talk, but slavery was acceptable as a societal discussion. However, there was always not sometimes I'm talking about always Somebody saying slavery was wrong. Just like with the fact that, oh, uh, Dwayne Wade let his kid be a woman, blah, 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 blah. And we we like, oh, how is this so acceptable right now? Well, guess what, y'all? If you go back and look for articles from the 90s and the 80s and the 60s and the 70s and all go back, there's always people advocating for LGBTQ people. There's always people advocating to stop making fun of them publicly, to make, make this not a social norm. Just because we wasn't on board with the steamboat don't mean the shit was right. That's all I gotta say. I got, shit. I got a I got a question and this is a little off, but I won't, you know, we don't gotta stay on this too long. Should you be able to make a joke about gay people? Yes. You can make a joke about whatever you want to. Here's the thing about life, Coop. Here's the thing about life. And I know you know this, Coop, because we talk all the time. You hyper-intelligent. Matter of fact, respect to all y'all boys. I feel like everybody on this show, and most, and matter of fact, everybody that's a part of Hater Bear Media, I feel like it's hyper-intelligent. But I'm going to say this right here, man. If you are in a situation 
where you feel like you want to make a joke about somebody, make your fucking joke. But free speech comes with consequences. Free speech don't equals free free uh, reactions. Free mm-hmm. speech don't don't equals don't equal free love. No, so, yeah, and and let, and let, let my bad. And I probably should have made this distinction. And I probably and I asked it a little too flatly when I said that. I I want to distinguish making a joke versus insulting someone. Yeah, for sure. But you know what 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 people find what what people finds what people find is insulting or not insulting is based on the user. Yeah. For lack of better words, so you can you can say, "Oh, it was just a joke, man," or whatever. Get oh, whatever. We I can't denote somebody's sensitivity. I'm not allowed or I don't have the power to control someone's reaction. I have the power to control what come out of my damn mouth. That's what I got control of. Right. And it's up to you. You don't, you also, and I'm not saying you specifically, cool, but I'm talking to these hard-headed people. You also are not obligated to care about a person's reaction. You feel me? Like, you don't have to care about trans people. You don't have to care about uh, people of color. You don't have to care about any of that. You can, you can, you can, you can run amok, bro. You can do whatever you want, and that's your choice. But if you want to mold into society and be, don't ask people to respect you if you don't respect them. Yep. If a if a person tell you, hey man, that's offensive to me, man. I don't get out with the indigenous people jokes because I'm an indigenous person, and you say fuck you. That's your right. That's your right. But don't sit there and wonder why indigenous people don't fuck with you. You feel me? So don't be, don't be, don't. My thing with these guys, with the Gen Xers, because it's really mostly Gen X. My thing with the Gen X guys is, it's like they want both, best of both worlds, for lack of a better R. Kelly slash Jay-Z word. It's like they want to be able to insult whoever they want, but they also want whoever they insulted to respect them. And that just don't make sense. Yeah, the line is just is very thin when it comes to that because it's like again going back to just like if you say all the jokes that you want to, then it's like okay, you can't control you can't control how somebody takes that, and you can't right. expect them to react in a way that's you know, and it's been it's been times where like like. Somebody says something to me and it's like, you know, I didn't exactly like, like, you know, take it the most in stride, but it's just really all about how it's really all about how you say things, you know, and the the types of just you got to know where to draw the line. And there has to, and then we can move on to the next thing, but I want to say this. There has to be a line. Here's my thing, bro. And y'all know me. Y'all know I'm y'all know I'm non-religious and I'm super socialist and anti-capitalist and all these other different things or whatever. But here's my thing. I don't understand people like Tank sometimes. And I'm using Tank for example because if everybody listen to bro, listen, they understand, they know who Tank is and the type of person that he is, right? So he is pro-black and all of this other stuff, but he's also like pretty like conservative in Gen X in his thought process as a male, right? And when I say there has to be a line, here's my thing about why I say that. You can't want 
people to capitalism is about people assimilating into um normality people accepting things that don't make sense because if you really think about it bro do it make sense for us to work 40 hours a week and not be able to afford to live that don't make sense right but for capitalism to work we have to accept that so you can't want to have a structured society and want anarchy at the same time so you can't say that I want to be able to say whatever fuck I want to say to people, but people better also respect the society we live in. Why you? Why you want to? That's fine that you want to dress like a, a a woman and blah blah blah, but it shouldn't be on TV in front of my kids, or you shouldn't be able to do such such in front of my kids. But you feel like you should be able to do whatever fuck you want to do and say to them. It's it's kind of like the Trump voter. Trump can say whatever they whatever the hell he want and nobody cares, right? But. The moment that you say something about Trump, they lose their mind. So yeah, it's it's got to be a line. You got to have a line. It has to be something that you are you're not willing to cross, or else there is no moral compass and there is no moral foundation. That's exactly it. All right, moving on. <laughs> um, the WWE draft is underway. We got we got night one already, and basically SmackDown is mopping the floor with Raw right now. Yo, first of all, I want to say the draft's stupid. I never liked it. Ever. Ever, never, ever. I don't like, I know there's a ton of wrestlers and stuff like that, but I don't like the splitting up the brands. Just let wrestlers flow freely. You can have them mostly be on one show. Um, but it's just dumb. We also know that wrestling's like scripted, so your your draft is scripted. So, so watching a scripted draft is one of the most asinine things I've ever seen in my life. Right? That's like when the people who say in the NBA draft that they grab the letter and it's cold, so they know which letter, which team to pull out, type mm-hmm. thing, or whatever. We know it's scripted. So why 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 even go through this? Just say, hey man. Annual brand split, semi-annual brand split, or whatever. We're gonna switch up the wrestlers and then just drop it the next day or whatever. Be like, these are the wrestlers that's now on SmackDown. These are the wrestlers that's now on Raw. And let's just go from there, bro. And they fucked it up bad too already. Because why is Cody Rose on Raw? They gotta have terrible. Uh- they gotta have the they gotta have the big their big guy on raw. No, Dennis, because he gotta finish the story. You can't do this. Don't put that big ugly gold belt on Cody Rhodes because you would immediately diminish Cody Rhodes lower than you already have, and you diminish that belt to know this ain't a real championship. They're not putting that belt on Cody. They well, who they gonna put the belt on? Like I refuse to believe that that's the that's the because that's that's what you call the ultimate consolation prize. It's already a consolation prize in itself. But right. if they was to put that on Cody, that yeah, that's a problem. I think Nigga, I think no, they, <laughs> they have to put it on Cody at this point. No, no, they no, don't. no. You're gonna ruin. Listen, you're gonna ruin the brand. No, Listen, put it on that, Seth if anything. It's on who? That belt can go to Seth. All right, check this out, bro. Cody still got his own mission. He got to finish the story, That ain't the belt belt to go on him. 
listen, bro, we just talked about, okay, several things. One, this belt, I disagree. I think this belt looks awesome. I think it looks the way it, I, honestly, I don't like the new, the way the newer belts look all the time. Some of them I do, some of them I don't, but like, I like, I like the new belt personally, as far as aesthetics. Number two, my nigga. You like we can talk about what they shouldn't do, but the moment you saw that Cody was going on the same brand as that belt, you knew what was up. And we could pretend like we didn't, but y'all know what's up. And we're not gonna do this again, like we did on WrestleMania, where we pretend based on rooted in hope. We all know what we was hoping to happen, but let's look at what's happening. <laughs> they finna put that belt on Cody. If they put that belt on Cody, bro, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I'm going back into the I'll watch it every now and then or mm-hmm. I'm going to watch AEW because, bro, it's dumb. It's dumb. The belt already dumb. Why not? Okay, so here's my thing. Why not take the belt and say, all right, we're not going to have the Universal Championship no more, right? I'm gonna, We're going to have this belt and it's going to replace the Universal Championship. So, and then give that belt to Roman Reigns. And then say Roman Reigns has to defend both belts on each show. This belt belongs to SmackDown. This belt belongs to Raw. Now that belt means something. Bruh, because because here's the thing, bro. Based on uh, y'all, oh my God, y'all like I gotta check my food. I'll be right back. Go ahead, talk. Listen, Man, listen. we all wrong and they put the belt on solo. You know what? But solo's on SmackDown. And according to what Triple H said. Whoever has this belt is going to be a fighting champion, and they're going to defend it every week on TV. You're burying yourself, Triple H. Yeah, y'all the one who let Roman not wrestle because they already um because they already said that they're going to have a tournament from people from both brands that are contesting for that championship, which is dumb. Unless so, we, unless Solo going you know go to Raw. Say say that say that. Um, let's say uh, Shinsuke or whatever. Let's say Shinsuke is on SmackDown. Let's say Shinsuke win the belt. So now both of your champions are still on SmackDown. Shinsuke did get drafted to Raw, though. Yeah. Oh, he did. But see Shinsuke being back. I watched a match uh, today um, which, between Shinsuke and Brock Lesnar. From 2006, maybe when they was in when Brock Lesnar was in New Japan, mm. and that version of Shinsuke Nakamura is a world heavyweight champion. What Vince McMahon does to talent is terrible, including Cody Rhodes. Listen, but, Vince gonna mess around and put that belt on Omos. I bro, I believe that. In my wheelhouse, I'm 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 eighty percent that Omos is the person that is gonna get a belt, and I know that sounds crazy, but as soon as I heard that Omos is uh, I heard Omos is um a free agent, free agent. I'm like, oh shit, and he can wrestle on both brands. I said, ah oh, shit, ah <laughs> oh, shit, bro. So I was like, you know, and it's dumb because. Why are we even doing a draft, bro? Because it was already everybody just showed up wherever, anyways. Yeah. So why would he keep that going, bro? And I hope that when because Bianca Belair got drafted to SmackDown. 
But she's as, the Raw Women's as, Champion. As Raw Women's Champion. Like, I hope they don't do that. That Even though they probably are. That belt, belt swap. swap thing that they did with Charlotte and Becky. I think they're going to do the belt swap, bro. They're going to do belt swap. But you know what Jim Cornette say all the time, and I agree with him at first. I was like, yeah, I don't know, Jim. Jim says having two champions is dumb. I 100% agree with that. 100% agree with that, Dennis. Why do we have two champions, Dennis? Who's the champion, Dennis? I mean, it was a time where two champions worked, though. You know why Roman Reigns is so awesome right now and so big and over? It's because he's the undisputed world heavyweight universal champion. Like, he's the champion, right? Whenever there was one belt, when there's one belt, not with the big gold belt, when there's one freaking belt, you know who the guy is. Back with the big eagle, you knew it was Stone Cold. You knew it was uh, The Rock. You knew it was Undertaker, right? When yeah. we got our first "quote unquote" undisputed championship, when they merged, when Chris Jericho won it, and they merged it, and blah 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 blah, and all that or whatever, it was like you knew it was Chris Jericho. You knew it was Brock Lesnar. You knew it was Jr. Right? Yeah. The the the. The two belt system, ah, I'm not a fan. I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. I think a lot women of women are The two belt like system that I grew up on, like you know, because when I think about that ruthless aggression area or that ruthless aggression era, like that was that was like my peak wrestling years or peak wrestling fan years. When you think about it, like. You had your champion on Raw. You had your champion on SmackDown. You knew that if anybody did come from another brand, it was like an invasion or something like that. So there was a time where that worked. But you know what I hate about the two-belt system? A a guy who was on the cuffs of being over, like Dolph Ziggler, cashes in his money in the bank for the big gold belt, and it don't feel the same as winning the WWE belt. Yeah, because look what Austin Theory did. Right. Cash in for the US title. Come on, man. Yeah, that, that was that was atrocious. Come on. I know I know the man still had work, but still. That's just I'm just saying, man, like uh the belt uh, two belt, okay. If you want the US belt and the intercontinental belt, that makes sense. That makes sense. You got a lot of wrestlers, right? Have one champion. Have one tag team champions and have one women's champion. And then you can have two mid-card belts. I'm cool with that. And bring back a low mid-card belt like the European Championship or like the Cruiserweight Championship or like the the, the hardcore championship. Not the 24-7 championship, though. That was a gimmick. That was terrible. <laughs> well, who, who has the 24-7 championship right now? I think they got rid of it when Triple H took over. Yeah, because I'm like, who's the last one? Somebody's still the champion, right? Dana Brooke was the last one. So then Dana Brooke's the 24-7 champion. Is her reign as 24-7 champion longer than Roman Reigns' thousand days? Nah. Okay. That belt was going back and forth. 
Yeah, but shoot, how long the 24 7 championship been gone? Over a year? Let me see. Triple H took over around SummerSlam, so that was like July? Almost a year. So, yeah, it's just 300 days. She got years to go. Yeah. <laughs> but Roman is about to approach that 1,000 days. They did it. Whoop de woo. The goal and, that they look to accomplish. And who who is it Bruno San Martino or is it Bob Backlund that they given a thousand days to? Ooh. I can't exactly remember. Whoever it is, whether it's Bob Backlund or if it's Bruno San Martino or whatever, me personally, as much as I like Roman Reigns or whatever and all that, I feel like they should have let gay the belt to Cody because I don't feel like Roman deserves that honor. Oh, well, Roman? Guys, oh no, nah, well. Bruno is the longest holding. Like Roman would have to hold that belt till twenty thirty one to beat Bruno's record, right? Because Bruno had it for twenty years or something like that. Yeah, and he just went from territory to territory. But it, then it's Bob Backlund that was a thousand days, or whatever. But it's only like two guys or ever that has been a thousand days champion. And I just feel like I feel like Roman don't deserve that, bro. I feel like we didn't like him enough for him to be that guy. If that makes sense. We like him now, but you didn't do it for Bret Hart. You didn't do it for Shawn Michaels. You didn't do it for The Undertaker. You didn't do it for Austin. You didn't do it for Rock. You're trying to say that Roman Reigns is the better champion than all those people I just named? Yeah, and Better we, champion than Ric Flair? And if we doing that, give John Cena another, another run. Let yeah. him break that record. Yeah. Which, by the way, if John Cena comes out of nowhere at King of the Ring and wins this new title, the World Heavyweight title, does that count towards Ric Flair's record? Yeah, I mean, technically it would. I yeah. mean, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't have. It wouldn't make the same amount of noise, but technically, because Rick was a sixteen-time World Heavyweight Champion. Yeah. Boy, boy, boy. But yeah, this is gonna be like like when they first announced that I thought it was gonna be a thing where they did, you know, take give Roman one belt and have him be on the brand, but they said nah Roman gonna keep both belts and we're just gonna throw this third belt in there. That's crazy. Just give him one belt. So now there's three belts. Think about that too. There's three belts. There's three belts, bro. So say somebody cash in their money in the bank on Roman Reigns, and they say, I'm cashing in my money in the bank for the Universal Championship. Now you got three champions. Man, come on. <laughs> uh, or even worse, what if Roman win that one too? I want him to, actually. <laughs> that would be ideal for me. If Roman just come out of nowhere, take Solo Sokoa's spot in the tournament. And be like, yeah, bitch, I'm in the tournament. And then one, two, three, uh, acknowledge me. Listen. <laughs> and you know what would be a great story right now? Yeah. If Roman Reigns pop out of nowhere when they're announcing the tournament for King of the Ring, because you know it's going to be King of the Ring or whatever. And they're announcing the tournament for King of the Ring. And Roman Reigns like, you disrespecting me as the head of the table by not putting me in this tournament. You disrespecting me by making another belt. I want to be in the tournament. Oh, they changed it from King of the Ring, by the way. It's not a champions now. Because it's supposed to be King and Queen of the Ring. 
That was literally mm-hmm. supposed to be the name of the pay-per-view, but they changed it to Night of Champions. What a waste it. King of the Ring could have been great. And the reason why is because back in the day, if you win King of the Ring, you get a title shot. We need more significant uh, pay-per-views like that. We don't have enough. Like, SummerSlam is like the mid-WrestleMania that nobody actually cares about, for real, even though they want you to, right? And Mm -hmm. then um, you got Survivor Series doesn't mean anything anymore. Because remember, it used to matter. It don't matter anymore. Yeah, Yeah, Royal Rumble still matters or whatever. And that's really it. Elimination Chamber don't even matter anymore. You made Elimination Chamber dumb. Yeah. Because you know it's not going to change. I think Money in the Bank is going to be... Money in the Bank, yeah, is definitely... I don't know, man. I just feel like you need more stuff to make more stars. We don't have enough stars. I'm pushing the LA Knight agenda for Money in the Bank. Yeah, yeah. I, I just can tell that the, the the powers that be don't like him. They just don't like that guy. I don't know why. I think he has potential, but they just don't like him. He got hella potential. That's the crazy thing. Yeah, they don't like him, bro. He got hella potential. So before we get out of here, what's your dark horse, bro, for that new build? Dark horse? Ooh. Um... I can only see because let me see. The only three people that I can see, I can see Seth, Solo, and if I had to put it in the hands of Vince McMahon, Omos. Here's my dark horse Damian Priest. You know what? I would, oh. I would say Finn Balor. Yeah, Finn has a chance too. I would but say it Finn. Got, it's either Finn or Damien because I feel like the somebody from that faction has to win it. I think they might do that. I think they might put that on Finn though. Because if you like the the leader, of yeah. Finn. So if you want them to be the bloodline of Raw, put a strap on one of them boys. Yeah, go on, put it on. Well, if they're gonna put it on somebody, put it on Finn. You know what I would do though? It's too early for Dominic, though. You know what I yeah, it's too early for Dominic. But let me let me just tell you a quick little storyline that I would do. I would do this. I would put it on Damian Priest, have Finn go all triple H Randy Orton on him, where he's where he's pissed off that it's Damian Priest, but some kind of way flip Finn back face in this situation. And then have Finn feud with Damian Priest and then put the belt on, on Finn. That'd be dope. And then we got we got we got babyface Finn Balor back, which is what everybody wants. Yeah. Everybody want heel Finn Balor. Yeah, go on give us heel Drew McIntyre since he's on roll too. <laughs> Cause we know that's coming. Like that Gunther is on Raw, but he probably ain't letting go of that Ildikondo the championship. He probably gonna have a, a rain on his hands. I don't know how long they gonna run Gunther before they let Gunther be Gunther. Yeah, they gotta he he in the perfect spot for them to, you know, give him that the the potential hey. at that run. 
Right. I just want to acknowledge before we got out of here that Q did show up. What up, nigga? What's happening? Just in time for closing thoughts. Yeah. Oh, man. My best time of the show. Right. <laughs> Q did show up. Q, my knee is fucked up, sir. I believe it. Shit hurt. I believe it, bro. Listen, as long as they don't give you a piss poor knee brace, you'll be fine, my nigga. Yeah, man. I don't even know what happened. I think I might have torn my meniscus or some shit, bro. I don't know. Definitely get that checked out. Closing thoughts. Go ahead, Q. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, uh, Last one, first one. I like this. Um, There's a thought I had uh, in therapy today. Uh, Well, therapy this week. And I went around asking a lot of... uh, a lot of my friends who are also married. And that thought was how many of us said that we would be good fathers, but never thought to say that we would be good husbands. And for whatever reason, we thought being a good father equated to being a good husband. Even though the two things are separate, your children's needs are completely different from your wife's needs. Now, I don't know how many listeners we have that are married uh, or in planning on being engaged or are engaged, but think about that when you're dealing with your spouse and then you introduce children into that uh, into that mix. Sure, everybody, you know, makes the makes the cry and put out, hey, I'm going to be a great parent. But you also need to put the same energy into being a great spouse. As always, be patient, be prayerful, do not panic. LK, I'm out. Yo, so listen, I was listening to a dude and he was doing what ifs or whatever, right? So um, he said, what if Kennedy was in a bulletproof hard top instead of a convertible? What if Dr. King didn't go to wave on the balcony. What if Hitler would have been left in that orphanage at birth? So the reason why I brought up those what ifs is because life is full of what ifs. What if this? What if that? What if this? What if that? You really can't control what if, what if, what if. As I said earlier in the show, hindsight is clarity. Don't have hindsight. Okay, when you look back at something, the reason why you say, oh, hindsight is because of this. Hindsight means you could have looked had a better outcome based on how things went or whatever. Don't do that. Take your chances. Do it. Listen, I've been a stand-up comedian. I've been on tour with a band. I've hosted podcasts. I am a coach of a high school team, multiple high school teams, one that's in the Sweet 16 right now. I've 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 done a bunch of stuff in life. And you know why? Because every time I say maybe I should do such and such, I do it. So like Nike say, man, just do it. Don't think about it. Don't over, don't overplay it. Live your life. You only get one of these. You only get one of these, man. 
Jerry Springer was the mayor, the, the lawyer, TV show host, a judge. The man that did everything. And it's because he did it. You could do it too. So don't leave saying what if. By the way, today, man, um, at the end of all of our practices or whatever, we say the Lord's Prayer because that's what my homeboy want to do and that's his tradition. So it's cool. I, I, I sit there, I be in it. However, I had to coach one of the teams by myself today and um, it was time to say the Lord's Prayer and I was hoping the kids lead it and they didn't. And I got it right. And I said it verbatim, word for word. And um, I got proud of myself for being able to remember it, even though I haven't said it in like over 20 years. So um, as I always say, man, pray with your hands open. That's how you receive energy. That's it. That's going to get some Koopa coming back. So... <laughs> <laughs> Hey, listen, you know that meme that's like, um, because you mentioned the Lord's Prayer, but you know that meme that's like, uh, when somebody thought it said, Howard be thy name? Yeah. <laughs> Howard be thy name. <laughs> Howard is a good name for uh, a Jewish guy. Howard! <laughs> oh, man. Um... Listen, great pod. Oh, glad we can all, you know, make it make it through and make it happen for the one time. Um, as I always say, may you and everyone around you feel nothing but love, happiness, and protection. And to kind of piggyback off of what Jack said, because I'm kind of in the process of trying to find a new hobby. Um, continue to, you know, continue to find things that you know you feel would pass the time and you feel you would like to try because trying new things does not hurt like that's the simplest way i could put it all right um as we always say you catch us on spotify apple stitcher um google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts and remember when you touch that dial like rate review share worship worship, worship. Hey, Peace.